So full disclosure, uh, when I when I wrote the questions for you, I had not yet watched the show. Um, I literally just binge watched it today. So oh. I have not seen, I'm only halfway through the last episode, so I don't know who won. Quite a show to binge watch all in one day. Oh, honey, I've had a very interesting <laughs> morning. I've been like, I've I've just been like, there's so much tits and ass. I don't even know what to do. A lot of everything. Do. Like, I didn't know that you could show straight up dicks and buttholes on flesh jacks. You just couldn't put your finger in one of them. I've learned. I've learned today. All right, hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto, and that is right. We are wrapping up our month of February with our last solo with Soto. That's me. That is my one-on-one -on -one interviews with people who I find super interesting, but also you can watch live on our Patreon every Tuesday that we do it at noon Pacific time. So uh, yes, we are here. I have not set a timer, which means I'm already unprepared, but what can we do? We're all in this together. I hope everyone's doing okay. It is great to be back. Uh, just a couple of program notes. It looks like we will have a regular show next week with our good Judy, Diana DeLuna will be joining us again. Um, uh, we will not be on Patreon, but please, if you would like to watch these shows on Patreon, plus more content that I have produced, uh, all you have to do is subscribe a measly $5 a month to the Tony Soto Show on uh, Patreon. It is that simple, folks, and uh, you can make me very happy by doing that. I appreciate all the support and love. Um, <clears throat> so here we are. We are back again. The world is still on fire. Um, uh, what I love about this show where I get to talk by myself is that I can talk about literally anything. And now I hope that if you are a fan of Tony Soto, you also listen to the Gay Power Half Hour because I am a little more political on that show. I do like talking about politics. I do like the state of the world. I do like knowing about it. And uh, if you are living under a rock and uh, not too busy tweeting about euphoria, uh, perhaps you would know that uh, President Putin of Russia has, um, has gone into the Ukraine, has gone into the sovereign country of Ukraine um, on uh, all the sides that he has land on and, uh, and friends on. So... <clears throat> This is a problem, everybody. Like this is this is this is a problem um, because what we're seeing right now is a president who has a failing economy. Um, his approval is low, and no, I'm not talking about Joe Biden, you fucking conservative wax. I'm talking about Putin. Um, uh, he has worked forever to pass the blame about what is going on in his country to 
other people, other minority groups, gays have been suffering a lot under Putin's uh, regime. You know, things just aren't right. And um, <clears throat> what you have to understand and what I believe, what I think is to be true, is that when we had the traitorous uh, alleged child rapist for a president for four years, let's not forget how much he coddled up to Putin and how, uh, how let's not forget, uh, I believe it was Helsinki that they were in where, uh, did you see that where like, um, it was like at some summit, I can't remember what it was, but it was all the world leaders and uh, in that one group photo where Trump like pushed his way to the front so he could be in the front and in the middle. Uh, but then fast forward to his, um, his meeting with uh, his private meeting with Putin, only the uh, interpreters were allowed to be in the room. Uh, when they came out of that room, how uh, Putin came out first, and it was like Trump had just been told the piss tapes were real. Um, <clears throat> this was in the bag for Putin. Like, let us not forget that Putin has worked tirelessly to uh, make sure that Trump uh, would remain president. He had a big hand in it the first time. And um, I think that the American people really did prove Putin wrong in a moment, because I think that Putin thought that he could get uh, Trump reelected, because I believe that his takeover of Ukraine was bought and paid for by President Trump. I think that when Trump had his private meeting, I think that whatever Putin had on, uh, on Trump at that moment, he laid out his cards, and uh, I, I believe, honestly, in my my heart, that um, Putin had Trump's permission to do all this, and uh, Biden winning the new election really kind of threw a wrench in the game. So there's a lot of misinformation coming out. There's a lot uh, from Russia. There's a lot of American people who, uh, and a lot of American pundits, uh, conservative pundits who are suddenly seeming like they are on the side of Russia and uh, not a duly elected president um, in the Ukraine. This is just goes back to everything that I've ever said about uh, needing civics in school, needing to know. I want everyone who thinks or who wants to make a joke about how, um, oh, I'd rather be Russian than Democrat. You know, all those people, the ones who, the patriots, you know, the ones who hold this country so dear. Um, I think they should. I think they should have to pass an eighth grade equivalent of the Constitution test. I think that you should have to pass an exam for eighth grade level, not even like college. I'm not even asking any of you fucking mouth breather flyovers to even try to like expand your brain. I'm saying eighth grade social studies constitution test is what you all should have to pass before you start saying anything about, I don't know, constitution, bill of rights, free speech, whatever the shit you like to fucking have going on, crazy talking about and whatnot. Oh, I just splashed water on my face. <laughs> um, excuse me. I did not warm up my instrument today. Uh, all right. Well, moving on from uh, the war that we are getting into, um, because that's going to be around for a minute, guys. Let's face it. Uh, uh, Putin has a lot of people. He has a lot of men. And uh, Biden's already saying that he's not going to send American troops uh, into Ukraine, that we're really only there to uh, to protect our NATO allies. Um, I don't know, man. 
shit's gonna get real weird shit's gonna get weird real weird we're in an election year right now shit's gonna get so weird and people are so dumb about politics and like how things work uh that they are going to probably ultimately cause the demise of this country uh even further by um giving the house and the senate to republicans and this is what i'm saying with the stupidity that is the american people is that um this whole like uh, uh, electing a Democrat to clean up a Republican's mess only to not be happy with how quickly or how good or how effective uh, the Democrats are cleaning up the mess. So then the next four years are going to go and they're going to elect more Republicans who don't know how to fucking lead anyway. It's all an endless battle of stupidity. Um, speaking of no, not even speaking of stupidity. I was going to say speaking of stupidity, but I don't agree with this because I'm kind of excited. Uh, so we, I don't watch Wendy Williams, but I know the gays love Wendy Williams uh, because toxicity is in our blood. And, uh, uh, you know, I kind of fell off with Wendy. I like the toxicity too, girl. You all have listened to the Tony Sutter show long enough to know that I have opinions and they're not necessarily the most, most nice. Um, but... Uh, I kind of fell off with Wendy when it was so hard for her to understand Caitlyn's pronouns and to understand that Caitlyn Jenner was a trans woman. Like she misgendered her a lot and uh, called her a man a lot. And it was just like really unnecessary. And let's not, and let's face it, like Wendy's had a lot of bad karma coming her way, but she's been ill. She's been, she's been sick. And um, I'm not following a story enough to know how well, but I know that for this last season, they have been bringing in a lot of, pinch hitters uh, to come and host your show. Uh, Michelle Visage and uh, uh, the Scientologist, former Scientologist. Oh my God, why am I missing her name right now? Because I love her. Uh, I, anyway, oh, Leah Remini. Uh, they hosted, uh, but, um, and I know they were pretty good, honestly. Uh, I thought Leah was pretty good. Um, but a pinch hitter, also an icon of course she was the host of the view she's done a whole bunch of other stuff she had sitcoms sherry shepherd is picking up the baton and is going to be launching her show sherry instead of wendy it is now sherry and now i like sherry shepherd now granted she was a little confused about how the earth is whether it's round or not she's a little religious and i think like the talky tongues kind of religious so uh you know she's not 100 percent perfect but i think she's funny and i think she knows how to gossip and and I'm kind of here for this. I'm here for Sherry taking over uh, for Wendy. Now, this is like, I mean, ultimately, I think that ratings are going to determine whether or not uh, this 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 lasts. But what what they're what they're saying is there's still room for if Wendy comes back, which I'm confused about. How is there still room if Wendy comes back? Because uh, the shame. I mean, it's not like there's two time slots like sherry's taking wendy's time slot so i'm interested to see on how long the doors are open for miss wendy to come back after she heals up from whatever issue she's having uh now if sherry does very well which I think if people give her a chance, they're going to really enjoy Sherry because I like hearing her talk. I like hearing her talk into abyss. You know, she's good. She's, I think that like when she is researched, I think that she, she's a, she's a funny girl, uh, person, human. So, um, I'm, I'm rooting for Sherry because I think that Sherry is, is talented. And I think that, uh, she deserves this. Um, and 
I was watching Sherry on Wendy. It's going to be very confusing until the fall. And I learned something. I learned, A, that Kanye is still making music. I did not know that he is making a sequel to Donda. Donda 2. Now, Donda is his last album that he named after his mother, who, uh, I mean, he ultimately killed. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, now he didn't kill her, but she did die after uh, a cosmetic surgery procedure that I'm sure he paid for. So that has weighed heavily, heavily on Kanye West. So heavy that Kanye West is coming out with a sequel, Donda 2. Now, I haven't heard Donda 1. I don't think I've really listened to anything that Kanye has done. Um, uh, uh, for a lot, well, probably since College Dropout. Let me be really honest with you, not interested. College Dropout was a good album, but I was young, you know, and I was fucking boys who are in that kind of music. So, you know, that's the only way I was like really into it or like found out about it was because I was, you know, screwing dudes who are in that kind of music. Now, must be rough to kill your mom. Must be rough to be responsible for that. And I understand. And uh, he has worked very hard to let the world know that he is broken uh, mentally. And uh, I feel for him. But like he is further alienating himself because with this new album, Donda 2, now you can only listen to this album if you have something called a stem player, which I think is something he invented. Uh, it's the only way to listen to Donda 2. So if you really want to hear the deep shoulder cries, you should probably get yourself a stem player. Now, this is a $200 device that you have to buy. Now, I'm not sure if it's on top of the album or what have you. However, Donda 2. Donda too. You can't you can't listen to it unless you get a fucking uh, 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 stem player. A stem player. I don't know what it is. Uh, I won't be purchasing it. Uh, it looks like a little heart monitor. I remember seeing it on the Wendy Show slash the Sherry Show. So I mean, if you're into Kanye, support him because I mean he's he's got a he's got a lot on his shoulders right now. It must be must be hard to be insanely rich and mentally ill you know what i mean it must be very difficult to uh have a bunch of yes people around you that are enabling your mental illness um i need more enablers of my mental illness can i please get i just need a slew of enablers to tell me that when i am super off my rocket that shit is fine that when i i want when i come up with my version of the STEM player, the only way that you can listen to the Tony Sutter show, which is already a free fucking show to anybody who wants to hear it. But when I make it exclusive to STEM players, I want a little chorus of enablers to be like, yes, Tony Soto, you're doing a great job. Um, because I deserve it. Because I am doing a great job. And uh, before we go to break, I have to take a moment because uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm irritated with most of you. I am irritated with most of you out there in the world who have HBO Max and watch Euphoria. Now, 
here's the thing. I understand that uh, the only way we can truly acceptably over-sexualize children in school is by casting them as 25-year-olds. Why aren't there more? Like, you know, you have all these representation folks out there being like, there's not enough fat people uh, uh, to, to be on TV. There's not enough non-binary people to be on uh, TV. There's not enough homosexuals to be on TV. You know what? There's not enough teenage kids uh, 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 teenage actors playing 16 year olds. And you want to know why? Because we want to watch them fuck. That's why. Because we want to watch them fuck. And so we can't have real kids portraying real kids because we want to watch them fuck. Now, now, granted, I don't want to sound like in my day, blah, 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 old uh, Gen Xer. Because we had 90210, and none of those people were in high school when, uh, I mean, God, uh, uh, Andrea was in her 30s, for Christ's sake, pay, playing a 16-year-old. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, but they also didn't let her fuck. You know, she was a virgin till God knows when. You're creeps. Can I just say that? Can I do? Okay, like I'm not seeing Euphoria. I watched one scene when I was uh, at when I was out of town with my Judies in the central uh, uh, midwestern part of the world. And I'm gonna tell you, you're creeps. I don't get. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. There's such concern. We're so concerned about over-sexualizing kids. Like we want to see them do drugs. We want to see them fucking. Uh, but but no one wants to talk about them getting shot up in schools. Like no one wants to talk about the real fucking issues. Like we want to get their masks off. We want to get their fucking boobs out, and we want to fucking get them shot by guns. That's like what how we fucking care about our kids. I'll tell you, stop tweeting. If you are in your thirties, if you are in, if you are in your late twenties. I'm going to need you to stop talking about euphoria. Like, like, like you're them, honey. You had your moment in the sun. You blew your fucking sexual exploitations when you were in school. Why do you need to recapture a life you never lived? You never lived that life. You were never like, oh, I digress. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and honestly, I can say this too. Melrose Place was more my, my thing because I wanted to see adults fuck. You know what I mean? I knew the grownups were fucking. I, they all had their own apartment. The apartment had a pool. That was way more interesting to me than watching these like 26-year-old high schoolers fuck. Sell me on euphoria. Sell me on it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm not going to pretend like I understand. <sighs> I'm sure it's very good. Why can't why can't you as viewers want that drama with adults? Why can't you have a bunch of sexy 20-somethings in night school uh, uh, huff and spray paint and fucking each other or whatever they do on that show? I don't even know. I'm, okay, I'm going to stop pretending like I even know. I'm assuming they're huffing spray paint and fucking each other. That's what I'm assuming. And not getting good grades. That's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming this is not telling people the importance of an education. I mean, what do I know? Um, anywho. Guys, let's take a break. When we come back, I'm very excited about our guest because if uh, you are a supporter of the queer community and uh, not been living under a rock, you might've heard about this new show on Out TV called Hot House. And uh, it's a competition show for sex positive, sex workers. Um, and we have one of the contestants on this week. We have the fabulous, the sexy little pup, Scritch. So we'll be right back. All right, we are back with the show. And as I had mentioned before we went to break, guys, 
there is way more queer representation on TV today, and I'm here living for it. Now, if you remember right, last year, my, cat, my uh, castmates and I uh, did a uh, review show of Slag Wars, which uh, was ill-fated. It only had one season, and then they broke up. Not because of their show, I'm sure, other things. But the producers of said show has come back with another installment, another competition, another queer-friendly, sex-positive romp, if you will, called Hot House. And we have one of the fabulous contestants on. We have Pup Scritch Scritch. Hey, Tony, thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness, it is so good to have you on. Now, I, full disclosure, we talked about it already. Now I send questions to our guests uh, uh, so that way you know what is coming. But yes. unfortunately, when I sent you the questions, I had not yet watched your show. So I don't feel like I uh, had really good enough questions for you. But now I binged the show today. Yes. And uh, just so listeners know and viewers know, there will be spoilers uh, for Hot House. Just got to let you know right off the bat. If you haven't seen it by now, it's done. So you should have, you know, it's already all five episodes are out on out TV. It's three 99 a month to pay for out TV. Listen, it's a one way to go around uh, world of wonder and watch drag race. So that's also another thing because drag race season four is also on out TV or 14 is also on uh, out TV, but let's talk about you. Me. All right, let's do it. So uh, first, where are you from? Where, where did you, where were you birthed? Where did you reside? And when did you come to LA? My litter. All right, so I'm from Buffalo, New York. Um, and I moved to Chicago for college. As you know, that's where we first, we didn't know each other, but we rubbed shoulders with a lot of the same people because I sold marijuana. Uh, and I sold marijuana. We were competitors. <laughs> Look at us. Exactly. Look at us entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> so I had heard of you, but we were there at like slightly different times. So uh, I lived there for about six years. I lived in Rome, Italy for two years. And now I've been here in LA for five. Did I know that we had a Chicago connection? Yes. You oh did. my God. See, this is the thing okay. about Tony Soto. She's done a lot of drugs in her day. Her oh. brain is not the same. Where'd you go to school in Chicago? At the Art Institute or at Columbia or something? Loyola. Loyola, Loyola. Yes. a Jesuit school. I was a good boy before I was a bad boy. Yeah. So wait, then that must mean you're a newly bad boy if you chose Loyola. I mean, Our, well, those... gave me a big hunk of money, so. Oh, the Jesuits gave you, a, they, yeah. what did you go to school for, Scritch? Oh, something very, very important, marketing. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean. I mean, do I you use do you use stuff that you've learned like uh, now with what you market myself? If I, talk, you know, you know. So, um, yeah, I knew I wanted. I knew I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I did something that I was like, "This will work for a lot of things." And uh, and um, college was just a blast. You came from uh, upstate New York, and then you get to Chicago. Now, yeah. were you a queer person in Chicago? I was getting there. I was not out in college, um, but my friends quickly were like, hey, you're gay. And I'm like, oh, you guys noticed? And then I had to come out. So um, that's so interesting. 
Did yeah. you know that you were gay though? Did you know that you were gay? Oh yeah. Oh my. I was so religious and I was praying the gay away since I, I was age nine. Like I was literally going to church three days a week. I would drive to Canada to go to a specific church that was very religious and three days a week with my cousins be speaking in tongues and shit. What were you like an evangelical Baptist, a Pentecostal? Yeah, like what, what the, were you? What, what denomination? I guess it would be, I was like a non-denominational. I went to like the big ass churches and stuff. The megas. Yeah. Ooh, so just evangelical then. Exactly. So it was a wild ride growing up, but luckily my uh, parents were very much on a love side of the Christianity so they kind of didn't really care about the rules as much as they cared about um just like charity and such so I actually did learn some good things from them but I also had a lot of fucking trauma from it so <laughs> a little bit did of they accept you when you ultimately decided to come out of the closet nah but they're coming around now okay so. well I mean yeah I would imagine that that learning. I would imagine that that's difficult because they, for you as a queer person yes, to, to receive that kind of love. And then when you decide to live your truth, uh, it gets a little hairy. Absolutely. But uh, it's been a journey and, you know, I'm really happy where I am now. And but we learned the religious stuff on the hothouse. Like we learned yes, that yes, from you. Absolutely. And, and that was a moment where I was like, you know, you don't, you don't come off like, listen, I know a lot of reformed religious and I don't know what your relationship with God is like now, but you come off as a relatively normal person for as, you know, as you know, and I say that as I bleed into my next question, which is you're a pup. Yes. The normalest person ever. <laughs> I just bark on my knees most of the time. So um, first I need to know because yeah. uh uh it's a it's a very niche kink to be a pup. Anymore, baby. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. Not not anymore. Not anymore. There's way more people that have the money for the mask these days. Um but like what first of all, tell us what being a puppy is, tell us what puppy play is, and tell us why this was it for you. Yes. So being a pup is all about headspace. That's like the main thing about pup play. Um, it's about whether you have the hood, the collar, anything or not, you can get in this headspace of being a pup and it's kind of letting go of human and embracing, you know, uh, animal, but this like loving, but also primal animal. So uh, it's also kind of a like s and but the difference between that and like a slave relationship is that uh, it's loving like you love your dog even though you control it you treat it nicely and you pet it and you feed it and it's kind of like the softer side of snm and i fucking love that and not for everybody but for me and um so it's just about the headspace first and foremost and it's not always a kink it's oftentimes just oh i mean it's a kink but not always sexual uh it's oftentimes just a headspace people get into to just get away and it's a really good way to have fun honestly and there's something really freeing about it clearly so but, what uh, was it what was the moment that you were like like what how was it introduced to you that you're like oh this is me miss vander von odd i don't know if you're familiar i believe she's friend of the show miss vander von odd i'm sure we've had uh, vander on the tony soto show i'm almost positive yes we love her the closest people in the world to me and i love her so much uh she was like hi um 
yeah, we've been friends for a while. And here's the thing. I like, I don't even think like you're, you're a pup. Um, I'm going to show you this. I'm going to take you to an event and we'll see if you recognize it. Like, I'm like, okay, whatever. And I went there and I'm like, oh, and then she gave me the hood and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll try it on. And then I did it and I was like, holy shit, I've always been this way. I was like the puppiest person at the pup place. I was just like, so happy to meet everybody and just like live in my dream and i was it's like, the oh, energy right me? it's like it's like an energy yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Like, oh my god people will pet me at the bar if i wear this mask like they will come up and massage my shoulders and tell me i'm a good boy it's just everything i kind of wanted and didn't necessarily know i wanted so, now uh, i do have to say though scratch yeah. i do have to say because i mean i have seen photos of you at clubs with your bare hands on the floors of those clubs can we get you some pause can we get you can we get you a little blockade from the floors to your hands i just i i want to I, I don't know i don't know does that bother you or is it just me Arf, you're not wrong i try to get some hand sanitizer after i do that shit i do recognize it when i'm doing it because i'm a sober puppy so i'm not like crazy run around but uh you know what I'm, I'm going to pay my price for art baby i'll crawl around anyway you know now have you googled the health benefits to crawling because you know that there are like fitness classes that specialize in crawling because it is so good for you apparently that. oh my god where is this can you send me the links please because this could be my exercise slash like, yes, I'm trying to think about like where I just heard. Oh, I heard it on live with Kelly and Ryan because I'm a daytime television girl. And Kelly was talking about how there are bear crawling classes because there are health benefits to crawling. So do you find that that you feel like you're worked out after a day of crawling around? Arf. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. Usually when I'm crawling, I'm either performing or playing in a mosh. And I don't do that for like a whole day i'm not pupping out at home most of the time either it's, yeah, you're uh, kind of a, a drag queen you're Our, kind of a drag queen all that like yeah like I, I, there's not I, enough there's not a lot of pups that are out doing what you you do shows you're doing uh, numbers yes so that's the thing i i'm surrounded by drag queens everyone i love happens to be a fucking drag queen so i'm like i, I have no desire to be a female impersonator but I do have a desire to do all the other shit they do so I was like why don't I take this kink I already have and I have these amazing people around me that I've just learned from watching freaking Vander I was in a show with Landon my own boyfriend Indica you like there are so many people that I just learned from watching and being around and being friends with and I was like this is a wasted opportunity if I'm not doing this too yes and, and no one's done it. It's cool to do something that someone's done. I have my vision board over there and it says original. And I've been looking at that and I was like, that's original. And absolutely. And, you know, just, just a little off topic. Uh, your partner is one of my famous, my favorite drag queens. Like that I have like one of my favorite LA girls and a girl who I'm always watching on the social media. I know I like her because she keeps popping up in my feed. There's a lot of other queens who never even make it onto my feed. <laughs> Well, I let's more. Let's talk about Hot House. Yes. Now, how how did you get involved with Hot House? Um, well, there's this drag queen named Tony Soto. <laughs> Wait, do you mean um, I play a part in the storyline? This is why I can't believe you forgot that I was a Chicago boy because all le roads lead to Tony Soto, <laughs> and we're talking about Chicago personas making it. 
talking Shea Coulee. We're talking. <laughs> Well, there's a bunch of others out there but it's like hmm. i'm just i'm just person to start him because uh what is your thing why is this your thing anyways yeah i'm just in the right place for other people <laughs> well, we appreciate it but how did we it come about <laughs> so um you know the producer tweeted hey are there any leather pups in la i need him for this judge show i'm doing with willem you tweeted hey pup scritch he messaged me he said you're perfect for this show come in. We want to like bring you in a friend, have a conflict with Willem, blah, blah, blah. I said, let's do it. So I went in, I was having so much fun. I got to meet everybody, had a great time. And then they were like, yo, we have this other show coming up and you have a great personality for it, but you should audition. Uh, and I was like, okay, why not? They asked me to. So I put together a stupid little audition video and there we go. So basically it led back to I, I love that because um, we I mentioned uh, that that we reviewed Slag Wars and uh, the producer Topher is someone who I, I don't know personally, but who I think is doing really fucking good, important shit and trying to create content. And it's an inspiration. We awesome. found I found a real love for Slag Wars. I thought that that what they were doing was it was very, very important. And then when that didn't ultimately succeed and this show came out um well when when he initially tweeted i was like oh well whatever he wants a pup for i know it'll be fun and yeah. i think that scritch deserves to have a bit of a platform ah! um so i was i was very very happy to to at you it was like literally the least i could possibly do was to at you in a tweet um and you did so the Willem Judge show is what you yes, were talking iconic about. Justice. Go watch iconic it on Justice. TV when you go watch Hot House. Um, uh, right, all on Out TV. Before you watch Iconic Justice. And <laughs> it's a good time. It's a yeah. good time. Um, well, I think that Hot House was also a very good time. Like I just yes, binge watched the show. show. I've not, yes. It seen the ending yet but um i kind of know who's gonna win in my opinion so don't worry i'm not gonna ruin the winner for anybody because i have not yet seen who won but i have an idea Thank but you. i i i have some notes about this show because like i feel like you were your intention Maybe, maybe yes. I, I do believe that you went in there and you're like, I want the 10 grand from Scruff because I think that everyone wants 10 grand for Scruff. And here's just my one note on the 10 grand. It yes. better be more money next season. The 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 price better be going up because that's what is important. I mean, it's know, a really was, elevating community. And like I said, Vander is my best friend and she started on Dragula was the same deal. Low prize money. Nobody really saw it in the beginning, but look at where Dragula is now. I yeah. think it might be the same kind of deal. So yeah. So and, and I think <laughs> I think that's the importance. I think that I think that we know uh, like we'll know how important the show is if the prize money goes up. Because exactly. I mean, I was kind of with Juju and the feigning interest on the 10 grand. Like when when it was like 10,000, like they built it up to like 500. And then they and then when oh, they yeah. finally went to 5,000, I even saw uh Juju Minx kind of being like, I mean. Because <laughs> ten dollars ain't ten thousand dollars, though appreciated in the real world with inflation right now, it's just not shit. Like it really is, in my opinion, only. Now that said, I I know there's only room for growth, so there's no shade in that. But okay. you 
chose to be iconic. Like that was kind of, that's kind of what I think. Like, I know that you went in and you're like, there's a good chance I'm going to win the 10 grand. But if I'm not going to win the 10 grand, people are going to remember me. Am I right? You're not completely wrong. I wanted to go in and be a puppy. Honestly, I was like, I'm going to be a fucking puppy. And if that means causing a ruckus like a puppy would, that'll just make great TV. So (laughs) I went in kind of like with that mindset and just, it was honestly one of the most fun things I ever did because of that. I let myself go and I was being a dumbass and I could have went in and used my marketing and whatever. And I was just like, no, this is puppy Alex. We're going scratch full throttle. And I had so much fun every single scene and um, it made good TV and made me land in the bottom almost every challenge. (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't handle it. Well, listen, before we get to the dumb ass array, I just need to say, so how much do you love the HBIC? Because it was coming off that you probably stand her way before uh, you got on this show. So who who the fuck didn't? Arf, bye pumpkin. I'm like, what the fuck? We all grew up. I'm 29 years old. So like, that's my, that's my era. And so- She dominated your existence then, uh, New York yeah. Pollard. New York Absolutely. Tiffany Pollard. So I grew up with her and it was amazing to finally meet her and have her live for me. She loved the puppy thing. She thought it was so cute. She kept calling it the puppy thing. And she kept being like, and honestly, my favorite part of her was her team. She had this trans goddess and this faggoty fag and they were so amazing. And they lived for me and I kind of got to talk to her a little through them. And they they were like letting me in on things like how amazing she actually is. Does she follow you on social media? Nope. Nope. Cupcake does, ironically. Tiffany, what? Cupcake does? Because I feel like Cupcake come up as a real prude on this show. Yep. Like, Cupcake was not what we expected, any of us. I mean, she's she... Bad. No, she's no, not... not expected. Well, I think, and I think she kind of showed her full colors on the first episode where you... So we're going to talk about the dumbassery now. The first oh. episode was the dick. We got to we got to see the blurry dick. And that's where we kind of were like, where Cupcake was kind of like... I, I feel like you reminded her of a young her, and now she's apparently evolved past that, but apparently other people can't be on journey. So I was a little upset with her saying that you revealing your penis was was uh too much well how'd you feel about that i was shocked honestly i i went into the show knowing who the judges were and i was like okay i'm gonna have some problems but at least the the bitch that made the track that goes that bitch is gonna live for me so i'm just gonna have at least one person in my corner and so i was like who who made that song not you did you get like avril lavigne melissa is this some different bitch like, and I think there was plenty of know. distance between you and the judges when you whipped the penis out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that I don't feel like it was like a, an in your face moment. Well, let's move on because that's not the only thing you did. You beat up a porn actor. You beat up a porn actor. This was the moment, Scritch, where I was like, Our- I went in. Ooh, too far. Like, I, I, I was okay with the drag across the counter. Uh-huh. But it was the head in the sink and the, oh. the hitting of the head. I was like, oh, she's going too far. Where were you there? I went all the way in. I went all the way in there. I saw an opportunity with a crazy person that would allow me to do that. And I said, 
I can do what I want and this is going to be fun and people are going to be shocked. And so I did, did it. Did you let him know? Were you, was oh there my God, any? Yes. Did you not watch the end? I no, I did not. I, I had oh to get, listen, God. I had to get through a lot of content. I couldn't go all, I didn't, I didn't go to, I didn't hear I your critiques. Much, okay. I've very much let him know. Me and Dante Cole have worked together since, and I've talked to him about it since and been like, yo, I've watched the episode. Wait I a minute. You worked together. How is there? Not the way is... I would like to for another production that of a show that will be coming out soon. Um, but uh, he's awesome and he loves me. And he told me that he wished I went harder. And so I, he's, he's the man. And I got to know him before that scene. We were all smoking outside, we were chilling. So like, I was like, oh, it was probably not going to go that way if none of that happened, but he- Oh, I wish, okay. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch the end of that episode because yes, honestly, I was like, I have- I, I mean, me. he told, he said, go as hard as you can. And I was like, okay. So like, I was, I wasn't thinking. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily. Okay. I, I, listen, I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting that he said it. I, I think that you still surprised him. Like his face, his face was like, oh, he didn't know I was going to go in like that. <laughs> I mean, no, I, he was like, he even was like, oh no, that would have been wild for somebody else. But I'm like, I had so much fun with that. Okay. All right, so let's move on because then you caught yourself on fire uh, because one of the challenges was yes. a cam four challenge. First of all, I have to say, like um, the quality of the cam four videos looked janky and that's not what I want. I, like, like if I'm watching cam models, I don't want there to be sputters and stops. And that's all my note for that. Only quick production note, but you had a cute idea. You had a wheel. Tell me how this was set up. Was this set up like a proper sex room where people were like, the you could actually talk to the people watching? Yeah. So there was a whole chat and I had a bunch of, I had the most people in my chat, I had like over a hundred something. And because they promoted it and such. And so I had a lot of people talking to me and I was talking back to them and spinning the wheel. You're the realty, the realty. Did you watch Fantasia's? Uh-huh. Loved that. She went in and I Yeah, what is my thing? Because like, because like, did you put something in your butt? My thumb. Okay, you put your thumb in your butt. But but Fantasia, I feel like put stuff in herself too. Oh, did you see that cucumber? Yes, that would that did go inside of them, right? That did go inside of her. All the way of her. See, and this was my thing. This was on my another issue with Cupcake. Because like her critiques on that was we saw scratches asshole it's too much and i was like wait a minute i pretty much am sure they alluded that fantasia put that whole piece of vegetable into their uh uh woohoo that part and i had a, a friend that was trans on set the tiffany's uh makeup artist and she was even saying like yeah it's like i disagree with cupcake because as someone who has like both like you can't see tits and be like that's great and then see a dick and then be like ew it's like what you like no you can't do that and like cupcake apparently was like oh you're right but we missed all that so did you ever interact um, with cupcake did you ever have interactions with her outside of the camera she was very she was very nice outside of the camera to me she was very sweet and she was she gave me little arfs and she was nice and uh just because she didn't live for what i was doing she still 
like was nice to me and was happy I was there. So I want to know what it is. I want to know what it was though. I want to know what it was because it was like right out the beginning. And and you had a little moment where you did like a little rap thing and you kind of like, you know, kind of like won her over a little bit. But I was like, this seems like an unnecessary push and pull. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand it. Um, Now, Um, yep, it was confusing, but I just went with it. So um, you said that you worked on another project. So ha- has has something ha- has has there been forward momentum yes. after this show for you? Yes. So Topher, uh, Topher from Daddy TV, is has become a friend. He's I worked with him on two shows now. So uh, I worked on the back end of another show that they've been working on. Dude, they are rolling out queer content, and I am so proud of them because it is all really good. And I got to be on the back scenes of this show. And I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it or so I'm not, but I'm going to say when they announce it, go watch this one because I watched every episode and I was like, this one's going to kill. Like everything is getting really good. And, and this will be another show on Out TV. Yeah. And so I really don't think I can say anything about it, but might be involved. Um, and like, it's, it's really great stuff. And it's all so f- fresh and so freaking queer and so much about community and uh i really like everything that they're making even if it's kind of in the beginning phases so i think that i think that what's happening at is it daddy productions i think what's happening there is uh i I think that is important now i was critical of matthew camp as a personality on slag wars but i have to say that just because uh, a viewer isn't really necessarily sold on someone's personality doesn't mean that what they're making is not very very important and honestly i kind of like matt on this show um because i feel like i feel like uh i feel like you could see that there was fun involved uh i, I i'm not sure like what the production was like on the other one there might have been some stress who knows but like this one seemed like it was fun and it is important because it highlighted some really great personalities. Who is who is like your favorite relationship that you made uh, uh, contestant-wise on the show? That's so hard. You know what? I think it was a bait and switch. I think they like told us we were going to be competing, but knew we would all fall in love with each other and like lift each other up. And that would be the show. I think they knew that because that's exactly what freaking happened. They're f- fucking amazing people. I was in Seven's music video. I talked to Cash often. Saint has been coming and living with me three days a week for the last three weeks five, or five weeks because of a viewing party. We're doing uh, beaches in Miho. So come to that on Thursday if you're around. And uh, Fantasia, I hang out with her every time she's in town, which has been like three times now. And yeah, Juju is in town now and we're going to be meeting up. It's We're all friends. I my, love my that. Favorite, my favorite. I don't know. I don't have a favorite. We're all friends. I hang That's out with good. Saint. Mo, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I think that your moment with Fantasia was very important. I think that I think that one uh, topic that needs to be brought to the forefront a lot is the uh, religious puritism behind uh, sexuality, and um, a lot a lot of people have issues with their personal salvation and what they like to do in the bedroom. And I think that you guys had a really good moment, and I and I encourage people. I encourage people to go and check out Out TV and check out five episodes of Hot House because it's a good show. It's an important show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking with Scritch. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. 
All right, we are back with the show. And we've been talking to Pup Scritch. That's right, one of the cutest little pups. A little good boy, good boy. Um, and uh, we have discussed his uh, his appearance on Hot House, which is available on Out TV. So please go. It's $3.99 a month, y'all. It's $3.99 a month for queer content made by queer people who actually seem to give a shit about like the quality of queer content because- one of my biggest critiques about gay stuff throughout the years is that it's just not that good. Uh, so we're finding we're finding shit that's coming out, and especially shout out to Topher and Daddy Productions because what they're doing. Um, I mean, I don't know how many more more times I can say it's important, but it's important now. Exactly. Scritch, yes, real quick. Let's do it. What's the most boring thing about you? Oh God. Well, I have a collection of rocks uh, and fossils. And when I get really stoned, sometimes I look at them and just think about like how small we are and how old they are and how we evolved and how we know nothing. And it's just, uh, I, I think it's important to ground yourself that way. And I use rocks and fossils as an interesting way to do so. Um, but I, I have a bunch of rocks all over my mantle, which is weird. Yeah, I, 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 listen, so cool. I asked what was the most boring thing about <laughs> a kinky little pup. And I think that rock collecting is the exact answer that we expected. <laughs> I hoped, I wanted our listeners to get a little sleepy at this part of the interview because <laughs> that's amazing. First of all, uh, 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 I'm not sure about the rocks, but I like a good fossil. You know, as a fossil, I love a fossil. Arf. All right. What is a new kink that you want to try? A new kink. That you have not tried that you want to try. Ooh, I've tried a lot. So Arf, um, I like, I would love a pay pig that just uh, uh, worshipped me. I've been looking for one of those. A lot of friends have those. So send one my way. That's I would thing. like a pay pig. That's someone who will just like, like pay you most. and like so keep, good at it. they'll just keep you in nice things. Is that what they, they, they pay you control their wallet and they get a kink from that. And like, I would be good at that. I've done a lot of other dumb work and I think that I'm ready. So send yourself my way if you need somebody to dominate your cash. Uh, also, let's talk real quick about, I'm gonna say it real fast cause I'm scared of it, but one day I wanna try it sounding. It's scary, <sighs> but I wanna try it once. I totally and skip maybe I'll over like it. I skip over those porns because they, they make my, they, they, they- I don't they, like to watch it, but I think I've heard really, really good things about how it makes you feel. And I need to try things once, you know what I mean? So that one scares me. I want to, I want to, I want to, yes. I, I do not want to yuck that yum. I do not want to yuck it. But there is parts of me that it's just like, I don't know if we should feel. I don't know. There's certain parts of your body that I don't know you should feel it being touched. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Arr. Sometimes peace can burn. That's a scary thing for me. It's a lot of, it's, it's like, it's like uncharted territory in there. Question. Did yes. you, was it really Matt's pee? Did you really, really drink pee or was it a lemonade? Be honest. No, that's where my faith was tested because I did pray and it was, it was lemonade. <laughs> uh, I would have, 
I would drink Matt's piss in a second if that's a question. Um, let's make it a question. Yes. It wasn't, Sorry. but it is, and we got an answer. <laughs> <laughs> the puppy likes pee. All right. What is a secret passion you have? A secret passion? Um, Arf, do you see the little piano over there? No, you don't. But I have a little piano. I played piano my whole life. And um, when no one's around, I belt because I don't have a good voice. But I love to do it. So I make music. Sometimes I write songs. Sometimes those are really good. Um, but I don't sing very well. So, Arf. Oh, but my God. We are learning things about this. Listen, everyone. Pup Scritch is a full circle person. All right. This is it's it's there's there's a lot of layers to this onion, and I I'm enjoying the peel back. Um, what's a conspiracy theory you believe? Arf, not much of a conspiracy theorist. Um, like I said, I I know nothing, but um, like uh, I did mention Avril Lavigne and Melissa earlier, and I think that's such a funny one, where people believe that Avril Lavigne killed herself and a stand-in has been like standing in for her named Melissa that looks just like her because there are different like eye shapes in the music video and her style changed and like all this stuff and people are like that's not Avril go look into it it's fucking wild I had no idea about this but yeah there is a lot of people that think that humans are cloned there's a lot of people who think that like certain celebrities have already been like destroyed because they were trying to uh, call out the Illuminati. And so then like they're, they come back and they're quieter because they're clones. So, wow, I could see that happen. I did not know that they would have done it for La- Avril Lavigne. That seems like not I mean, wasted effort, just odd effort. Like, I mean, weird. But yeah. They're like, how did she go from her original shit to Hello Kitty Kawaii? Like, I get it but it's a reach bad management um okay what is the worst gift you've ever received scratch arf this is really appropriate for a dog also it happens continuously people keep giving me dark chocolate as if i like it or can eat it arf i don't like dark chocolate and so i always gotta re-gift it wait are they doing that like while they're doing that while you're in costume because like that seems murderous it does seem like they're literally like eat this and die that's pretty funny and (laughs) that has been parts you have way more enemies than you know they're like no just like you're right you're right that's hilarious but real talk i hate dark chocolate don't ever give it to me i've given this pup dark chocolate they hate it um scritch did you have fun on the show today I had so much fun, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, so I, I, I know when I meet people that if they are, if they have the right stuff to do shit, and I was right about this one. I just need oh. that. To, I need that to be said. I, I was right, and I also am know that I'm right about Indica. If she just fucking auditioned for the Boohoo stupid show, because oh. they'll fucking cast her. I'm sure. I mean, that would be a season I'd want. You'd get me to watch the boohoos. Yeah. Stupid show. If Indica yeah. Trust was on. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Maybe I shouldn't say that because honestly, no, they would they probably do. Yeah, they don't want me to mention them at all. Actually, don't cast Indica Trust on Dragula boohoos. You'd be really smart not to. Um, <laughs> that's your episode that I went back to multiple times to listen to. So those are the fun ones. <sighs> Uh, tell people where they can find you on social media and if you have any upcoming gigs. 
So, like I said, I've got the last viewing party for the reunion of Ha House on Thursday at 7 p.m. at Beaches and WeHo. So come out to that with me and Saint. We're going to be putting on shows. Also, you could find me on all social media platforms at Pup Scritch. No spaces, no nothing. And that includes OnlyFans and just for fans. So uh, check those out if you want to see the unbleeped oh my, my bone. God, also, uh, unbleeped version. The first episode of Hot House is free for everybody. So go check that out as well at hothousetv.com. And Arf, yeah, follow my ass. I'm, I'm going. I'm running. I love it. I love it. I want, I want, I hope that every project that you do makes you more money and keeps you entertained and that you're having fun. I hope that it doesn't stop being fun. Um, and, and congratulations. And I'm glad that you're on a journey. So thank you. Um, journey. <laughs> that's really right. Out this month. Homeward right. bound. Oh my yes. God. A homeward bound. We need to get, we need to get two pups and a kitty. Is there kitty play? Do people dress up as kitties? Oh yeah, I love kitties. There's all kinds of pet play. I love them all. Let's let, get me back on. We'll talk all about it. Arf. Oh my gosh, I'm into it. All right, everybody. If you like the Tony Soto show and if you like these solo shows that I'm doing, then why don't you subscribe to the Patreon? It's only $5 a month. You can watch it live on the day that we record and you can see other shit that I put up there as well. Um, uh, also find us anywhere podcasts are streamed, rate the show, our iTunes page, rate it subscribe to it leave a comment about it also i do the gay power half hour anywhere podcast or stream so find out with i do it that with my good judy casey lie what is possibly happening that i need to talk about oh my god queer slam is going to be happening on monday february 28th on zoom so follow queer.slam on instagram for all the details that is the storytelling podcast that i do that i host um, and next week, everybody, the uh, writer and director of the new movie coming out on Paramount Plus uh, on Wednesday, which is the 23rd of February, three months, uh, starring Troy Sivan, Jared Frieder on the show. So he's going to be on and we're going to talk all about that new film. And uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. I am the Tony Soto Show on everything. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Venmo. Uh, you won't find my OnlyFans, so just send me some money via Venmo. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Bye. Bye.